It's Thursday, March 15th, 2018. You're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast about retro video games and sometimes some other things. This is episode 218, Majestic Flocks of Beasts. Runtime of this episode is one hour and eight minutes. Hello and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, the podcast that is sometimes a vow. My name is Jeremy. I come from the land to the distant east. I'm Tyler. I come from the west, so you can go ahead and leave now. My name is Zach. So would you say that you're west side for life, Zach? No. (laughs) Would you say that you're west side ever? Would you say you came from a wayside school? No. Would you say you're just a small town boy? I can't remember the rest of the words of that song, despite, you know, hearing it every day. Take the midnight train to anywhere. Yeah, going in, he was just a small, yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway, you so you're not on a journey from the west. You're not on a journey to the west or the east. No. How about the north? Are you a fan of Canada? No. All right. I'm American, going, dude. He's going nowhere. You're bad at improv, Zach. <laughs> he's the worst at improv. <laughs> it's very frustrating. No, see, I'm fantastic. You guys just can't pick anything up. No, but. That was a no, but right there. <laughs> uh, we should probably be up front and say this is the first time we've lost an episode and decided we need to completely re-record it. Yep. I mean, we have decided that an episode was not worth going up. We have, due to technical reasons, lost an episode, right? We lost, we like lost part of an episode. Oh, that is true. We decided to re-record the le- back half. Like, three, three times. And then just said, screw it. <laughs> uh, we also decided not to release Metal Marines, so... We did re-record that one, I guess, but it was much, much later. Yeah. After we had gotten our feet under us, we had more to work with. After had we a like, lost three Megazords and completely replaced our feet. Um, you know, there, there were some Green Dragon Zords. What is the Green Dragon Zord of the podcast? Kevin? <laughs> like, I don't love this analogy, but there's not another option. That, I mean... We play our flute and we summon him and he's basically Godzilla, right? <laughs> and he's got those sweet missile fingers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Kevin does have prosthetic have, missile fingers. I <laughs> have been catching up on the Power Rangers comics. There are comics? I keep forgetting. Forgetting? I keep forgetting that there are Power Rangers comics. I never knew there were Power Rangers comics. Well, what is the plot line of the Power Rangers comic? Walk us through this. Okay, so it takes place right after Tommy Oliver becomes the Green Ranger. Like, the first issue takes place right after he gets unbrainwashed by Rita Repulsa. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. The plot is pretty much that a... Tommy Oliver from another universe where he was evil before Rita recruited him is teaming up with Rita to destroy the Power Rangers in our universe after he's taken over a 1984 style and become the ruler of his own universe. <laughs> okay. Um, so he's, All right. the, he's the primary antagonist, I'm yes. guessing? Okay. He, he, Lord Draken. <laughs> he's got a sweet design because in his universe he stole the white ranger powers while still having the green ranger powers so he's got this like half and half armor that actually looks very good that's pretty sweet and he decapitated saba and uses his, him as a weapon spoilers I, for issue 24 yeah who who is saba the uh, chat sword the thing white ranger sentient sword okay gotcha. that has eye lasers gotcha he just <laughs> he just cut his head off and then no, he ripped it off okay. after after strangling him to death Okay, wow. Um. <laughs> They're pretty good. They're, the writer is very reveal-based. Like, I spoiled like the first nine issues, are you, just by telling you the bad guy is an alternate universe Tommy. But like, if you don't know what's happening, they're a pretty good ride. The pacing's good. We're getting into a big crossover where he's going to pull in some rangers from future teams. And I presume they're all going to team up against future evil Tommy, but I don't know. Just call him Future Evil Lord Draken. Lord Draken's yeah. a good name. That, that That's a much better, or a much more threatening name, a much more villainy name. I don't know, for some reason, like, the, the pacing of that reminded me of Attack on Titan, which I have not thought about really at all until Zach brought up the uh, Attack on Titan game. board game. It's a card game, right? Well, it's a deck-building game, but it feels yeah. more like a board game than most deck-building games. There's, like, a board element. There are spaces, basically. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It's also very hard. Yeah, so so I've heard. Well, have I heard that? No, I'm just making that up. You told me that all the characters have special abilities, and I really wanted Sasha's to just be eat a potato. Now she uh, deploys other characters. She oh. can move other people. How does how does that relate to her character? She gives them a potato. 
<laughs> food. I don't. I've never watched an episode of Attack on Titan. I've only Tyler, played the board game. Food is a different item entirely. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, we just had a <clears throat> defining revelation here. You've never. Did you not know that? No. It's on the to-do list, but it's not high up there. Yeah, I mean... I, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and Sailor Moon Crystal are both ahead of it. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist be. Brotherhood, and, and, I can say, is legitimately better. I've never seen Sailor Moon Crystal. I heard it picked up in season three. I watched the first season, and there was so much Sailor Scouts writhing on the ground in pain <laughs> that I felt awkward and not that was not what I was there for. Wow. Also, they took out the part where Sailor Venus decapitates Queen Beryl with the sword Sailor Moon used Aww. to kill herself in the past. And what is even the point of doing a closer adaptation to the manga if you don't have that? <laughs> That was like one of my favorite scenes, actually. I, I like won a poster of that. The reason I mentioned Attack on Titan at all is I saw like a really like I thought it was kind of a lame show. And then I saw someone like do a really in, in-depth analysis of it. And the thing I really like about it in retrospect is that by the time the major revelation comes along, you don't care about that major revelation anymore because now they just have a new hook. So what show is this? Attack on Titan. Oh, no, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, that's what he uh, that's what he was okay. saying. Oh, yeah, no, the, the the person who was reviewing it was oh, okay. uh, Jess Otaku. Um, I kind of stopped watching her stuff because she kind of stopped making stuff because she's, like, professionally employed now or something. Y- yeah, it's so. hard to make internet videos unless that is your job, if you have a job. Turns out that requires a surprising amount of time. Yeah, I've considered doing some video essays, and, like, just getting the footage for them seems like such a nightmare. <laughs> then having to edit it together, write a video essay, record a video essay. I'm I mean, lazy. I just push record on my Shadowplay software. Yeah, no, that that's fine. Like, Let's Playing seems like way less investment. Yeah, but, like, if it's a video essay, I want different clips from different video games that demonstrate my point. Like, you yeah, see, there's the t- there's the trick. I don't have a point. Like, I wanted Gundam when we started posting it to like be super like image heavy and like reference all the stuff we're talking about. It is so much time and effort to go and make gifs out of like various segments of that show. I'm gonna do it, but it's a lot of effort. I so, wouldn't know. I just make you do it. You don't make me do anything. This is entirely of my own volition. Unless you have, are you a secret mind control slug? Is he a Yurik? Is that what you're asking? I don't know what that is. I think it's actually pronounced Yurk. Did you a not yerk? read Animorphs as a kid? Oh, yeah, Yurk. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I learned recently that some guy is basically just writing it like a follow-on to Animorphs currently. Uh, I mean, that's basically what Animorphs was when it was being written, so... <laughs> yeah, like, some guy basically picked up the torch and is now writing, like, extremely high-quality and very highly praised Animorphs fan fiction. I mean, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Definitely sounds different. I, I discovered this by subscribing to the Rational subreddit, which is, like, writing where characters behave rationally in irrational settings. Doesn't I sound like, like that, there's any anime in there. Th- yeah, it sounds like there should not be any anime in there, and you know what? There's not. Yeah, <laughs> 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 there's probably some. Yeah, no, there, there are actually some surprisingly decent ones. I occasionally, like, in the middle of the night, at like two in the morning when I can't sleep, I'm like, hey, internet, what anime should I watch? And there's an entire website devoted to what anime should you watch? The an- just- answer is Darling in the Bronx. Yeah, well, Yes, that, that one, because you've already watched uh, Kill a Kill. You know what I started watching, though, or I guess continued watching, was Code Geass. Oh, yeah, you should finish that. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Um, don't, I- don't spoil anything, because I'm planning to watch it before the next Super Robot Wars game comes out. Have you not seen it? I no, thought you had no, already. I, I just know that the manga has no robots in it. You know, that it actually... I think this this show would survive without robots, I think. <laughs> I think the robots are largely unnecessary. They kind of explain how but the But they are cool? Works. They are cool. How did they... Well, I guess that's actually kind of a spoiler in itself, so never mind. Um, I'm willing to overlook them because of rule of cool, at yeah. the very least. Well, I, I, I don't think they really affect the outcome of the show one way or the other, because that moment where the thing happens with... with uh, Lelouch's big... My God, the entire show, just like... Like, I was already like, you know, this is a pretty good show, and then that happened, like, oh, I, it's great, I don't know what to say, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um... Especially, like, how, like, sympathetic CC looks all the time, and, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a That series show. is fantastic. Now, you really see why I've been harping on people to watch it? My, my problem is it is less consistently good than some other shows that, like, it has great moments, and then, like, the rest of, there are a lot of boring moments. I, mean, I watched Dragon Ball Z as a kid. Okay, fair enough. It's, <laughs> it is a series that has a lot more... Of the character, like the character is much more thinking oriented than 
other no, series No, I'm okay with are. that. I, I, I like characters like that, but like compare that to Death Note, where the main character is much more thinking oriented. That is just like a high adrenaline rush the entire time. Especially like after coming off of Kill a Kill recently, yeah. like that show does not have any down moments. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's a show that has its clip episode in the, before the uh, opening sequence plays. <laughs> like that show was like it just it never let up the entire time. Kill a Kill is great, man. It's Kill a Kill, but it's, it's actually also really Kill a Kill. So yeah, it's also actually a pretty good show. Um, Look, look, his secret technique is he took the stitches that closed his eyes. That's so brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we we have been talking a lot about anime, and I'm not actually supposed to be the moderator, even though I've got the soundboard in front of me. That's true. I was waiting to transition to what have you been playing, Tyler, when you're not watching anime. Oh, um, what have I been playing when I have not been watching anime? I have been playing a lot of Subnautica. And we have gotten to the point where suddenly plot exists, and there are aliens and stuff. Like how you say we like we're let's playing this together. Um, yeah, that is true. But by we, I mean me and Alex because gotcha, suddenly you do have an audience. plot. Yeah, I do have an audience. That's a, a lot of the games I choose to play are. Do I think Alex is going to be into the plot of this game? So occasionally I'll choose something extremely cheesy. I think I'm actually going to play Clanad, Clanid. I think I mentioned this a while ago. In response to, do- actually, we we're having this conversation earlier this week. She just like randomly out of nowhere. We were like we were like sitting around like not doing anything. We we're like listening to music. She was playing Animal Crossing, and I was like reading SCPs or something. And she's like, "I really like Toki Toki Literature Club." I'm like, "Okay, um, like, all right." Which, what, that's which out of nowhere. Of Toki Toki Literature Club, did you sh- like? And she's like, "Both, actually." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, this is this is interesting information for me. I will keep this in mind." So, so. so clearly, the next step is you play Amnesia with her, right? <laughs> No, I'm I'm pretty sure the next step of that is because uh, you mentioned last time that she likes barely redeemable cheesecake anime. You get into those like uh, the Sakura games that are on Steam. Oh, <laughs> uh, you sent me that link last night about. Oh, the- <laughs> and Alex was sitting there and she's like, "I want that boop physics engine, but uh, I don't want to play that game to get at it." <laughs> uh- <laughs> So more of the story, a lot of Subnautica. Um, there is plot all of a sudden. I have a sweet Cyclops, which is a... Is that the walker or the giant sub? The giant sub. It's actually not a giant, giant sub. It's just bigger than any other vehicle you have. It's intended to be manned by a three-man crew, and it's not actually much larger than I think would be reasonable for that. So I actually think three people might be a little excessive for a crew that size. No, actually, I guess one weapons officer, one engineer, and one pilot. Maybe a captain, so maybe a four-man crew. Um, and also, it is carrying a walker, because it turns out that the giant submarine does not have any weapon mounts. It has decoy mounts. You can fire at a decoy and distract giant From what I've heard, Subnautica, you don't have any weapons. No, you definitely have weapons. Um, you don't start with any weapons. You have to make them. Um, the only thing you have by default is a hunting knife. You can make that. Um, all other blueprints for armaments are not available by default due to the Great War of some planet that they never really tell you about. And like we decided, it was bad to give pioneers access to more weapons than that uh, because armed revolution. So you eventually found a propulsion gun. It, it's basically the gravity gun from Half-Life 2 um, because every game now has that. I'm trying to think what other weapons there are. The Walker has like torpedo launchers. And also punches things. Punching things does a surprising amount of damage. Well, you do have a giant robot. Yeah. Right underwater. I mean, it, it's it's not imagine, a giant robot. Just imagine it's how much robot. kicking would do. No, nothing? Well, the thing is, punch is divided by ten, kicking is divided by five. I think that's a battle tech rule. Okay. I'm just guessing. To get, pu- to get punch damage, you divide the mech's weight by ten. To get the mech's kick damage, you divide it by twelve. Or by five. <laughs> you actually jump into the air, and therefore you weigh less. That's why it kicks you less damage. No, that makes sense. Because you've got, like, more weight under you when you kick. I also feel like you're more likely to fall over. I feel like those mechs are not made for kicking. If you things. fail a kick, it's an automatic piloting skill check to see if you fall over. Okay. And if, a... if you are kicked, it's an automatic what piloting skill yell, to fall. What if you yell, who the hell do you, you think I am kick, when you do it? <laughs> you st- if you fail the kick, you still got to roll. So, very randomly, I've been hanging out with the contractors at work a lot more recently, um, because I'm trying to, like, foster inter-office connectivity. 
And I you're randomly... just not wanting to do your own work is what it sounds like. That is like. my job, Zach, is not doing my own work. <laughs> That's why I'm a senior engineer, Zach. <laughs> um, I, I come up with cool ideas and then help other people do their work. Um, <laughs> but I randomly made a Gurren Logan reference. I was like, um, so I, I participated in the Smash tournament recently. I didn't have time to actually, I, I won all my matches, though. I'm like, you know what? I gotta leave. I'm going now. Good luck. But I was watching someone else play their match. And I was really rooting for the underdog. I'm like, don't believe in yourself. And he's like, I don't. I don't believe in myself. I'm like, believe in me who believes in you. And he's like, did you just make a goddamn Gurren Logan reference? And then he died. So- <laughs> <laughs> I told you I had basically the same interaction at work. Yeah. Where, but I, he said, don't believe in yourself. And I said, this is not the drill that will pierce the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> um... Surprisingly, a large surprisingly a large amount of drilling in Subnautica. I spend a lot of time. No, mining that doesn't for surprise resources. me at all. That sounds about right. Getting yeah. back on topic. Anything else, Tyler? Um, that was me getting back on topic right there. I guess you did play some Smash. Um, yeah, I did play some Smash. I'm trying to think of anything else. Not recently. <laughs> I'm like, I actually, uh, you you mentioned Amnesia. I actually played a little bit of Amnesia recently. Like the original or a Machine for Pigs? Uh, the original. I have not yet played a Machine for Pigs. It's not very good. The, uh, you know, the original is not actually very good either. Um, I remember screaming like a little girl, and now that I'm playing it through again, partially, maybe it's that I've seen it once. Partially, maybe it's also that I'm being a snarky asshole the entire time. That tends to make things a lot less scary. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, because like the entire time I'm playing through this, I'm like, there's some moments towards the end of it where it's starting to get a little tense, but most of like, there's way too much exposition in between the scary parts, I think is what ha- really the problem. It's, it's poorly paced. Speaking of things that are inevitably poorly paced, Zach, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> did you just imply I'm poorly paced? I don't know what that means, but yes, yes, I did. <laughs> huh. Like, I don't know what it implies. <laughs> I, I'm trying to decide whether or not I think that's an insult or not. So I now see why, why you run the show, Jeremy, because having the headphones on really makes me feel like I should be talking all the time. <laughs> Let me think. Is that something I actually think is an insult? Being poorly paced? Yeah. I mean, what, what if that implies that you lack a sufficient quantity of pace salsa? I'm going to go with I do assume it's an insult and screw you. Um, now I've been playing quite a bit. Most of what I've been doing, though, has been like uh, League of Legends and Dokkan Battle, and I've gotten really into Fate Go lately. Hey, first, just not to interrupt you too much, Dokkan Battle story. I was at 7-Eleven today, filling up my car, and they had an ad for Dokkan Battle on the door of the 7-Eleven. I'm not sure whether I should be happy or sad about that. I think happy. I think I, I'm mostly happy. I felt like I fit, had fallen into the pits of despair, even though I played Dokkan Battle. <laughs> also, I was watching Team Four Star play Dragon Ball Fighters yesterday, and someone was like, they were talking about what the sequel to Fighters is going to be called, and something dumb, because... uh Arxis makes it. It's gonna be like Gear Revelator or something. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think uh, Mecha Mecha Fighter Alpha. There is, at one point, a guy was like, "If they call it that, I will not buy it." And they said, "Kieran, you play Dokkan Battle. Don't." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "You don't have to tell the people that." <laughs> uh, Dokkan Battle's still fun. Uh, anyway, Zach, big go. I mean. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was gonna go. I was gonna gush and wax eloquent about Dokkan Battle, even though I don't even play it anymore. <laughs> fate Go can, of course, Fate Go takes place in the Fate universe, which can easily be described as the Rule sixty three universe for most things. Yeah, the historical Rule sixty three universe. You don't get like Rule sixty three Goku and Deadpool hanging out. True. Yeah, like uh, Nero, for example, is a surprisingly sweet-tempered girl. Yes. I don't understand who made I've, that design decision. But... Have you seen Sir Francis Drake? <laughs> Sir Lady oh. Francis Drake. Go ahead and Google Sir Francis Drake. <laughs> uh, okay, we're just, I'm gonna... Like, a person I was flirting with sent me a picture, picture of her apropos of nothing. And I was like, is that a fake character? <laughs> it's like, I... it's Sir Francis Drake. And I'm like, what? I actually kind of like the character design in, in the Fate series. What? They messed up on the Sir thing to start. <laughs> well, you know, I just, yeah, I mean, she's clearly a pirate. Um, she costs 16 in whatever this is. Uh, fate Grand Order? Yeah, that's oh, the. Go. Yeah, okay. Fate Go. It, it oh, stands for Fate I th- Grand I it was Order. It's literally Go, and they're just ripping off Pokemon Go. No, and also it's been around for longer than Pokemon Go. Type Moon? What is Type Moon? All the characters have the like their class, like Rider is what Francis Drake is, and then they all have like Moon, yeah, I'd Rider, Terror, and something else, or Terror uh, and something else. I can't remember what they mean, but they're like they're like those. You get bonus damages to stuff that is 
on that triangle, but they don't actually tell you what it is. And it's not as important as the other ones, so... Like, looked at your screen while you're playing, I'm like, the production quality of these lame battles is surprisingly high. Like I said, I like the character design, and initially, my first thought was, when I think it was Jeremy mentioned something about uh, how everybody in that is our tricks, I'm like, no, that's not true. It's just a couple of the Saber characters and Francis Drake, and then I thought about it more, and it's like, no, well, there's Jack the Ripper, and, uh... What's Jack short for? Is it Jackie? It's just called... She's just Jack the Ripper. I don't... Okay, wait, let, let's go back a step, because... Let's not, but okay. No, only only a little bit. Only a little bit of a step. Um, because one of my coworkers is really into fate in all of its various incarnations. I don't understand. Go on. And I he, like fate. When he tried to describe it to me, and I think I just, like, had... I had a bad anime filter on, and it did not get through my bad anime filter. So, Zach, would you please... Describe to me, what the hell is fate about? Fate? <laughs> the base concept behind fate and fate stay night is people fighting over the Holy Grail to basically make a wish and get their whatever they want. It's been a while since I actually watched fate stay night. Okay, so, so it's fate basically Zero. like a tournament arc in Dragon Ball. That's Kinda. Like, and it, every person in there basically summons a historical hero or a historical figure. Okay, so was the historical a hero. figures are not necessarily the main characters? Right. Like, okay. um, Hercules is one of the ones in Stay Night that gets summoned. Is Hercules a chick? No. Yeah, well, see, there you go. <laughs> Hercules isn't, Beowulf isn't, um, Jidorai is not. Okay, but, but Arthur, King Arthur. King is. Arthur is. <laughs> uh, Attila the Hun is. <laughs> Mordred is, Nero. Zhuge Liang isn't. Zhuge Liang is not. I just, Lubu is not. It's not actually called Attila the Hunt. I kind of figured that out. In the game, their name is Altera. Oh, but because of Japanese. The thing that made me amused is that you're going back in time to try and like correct human history. And in the Roman arc where you're teaming up with Nero, you're also teaming up with Lubu in the Roman army. Okay, yeah, that's... that's Some nice. Chinese assassin. Yeah. Spartacus. Okay. And Boudica. I, I, you know, I was on board until that last one. I have no idea who that is. You, that was the queen of the British Isles who was actually warring against Rome and hated Rome. When oh, Rome was trying okay. to take over Britain, she was in charge. Yeah, so I'm vaguely familiar with that period of history. So, so that actually... Four. That made me laugh because I actually knew that. And, of course, they have to attribute personalities to all these different characters and whatnot. And, so and, and hers is topless, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Bottomless. She doesn't have any pants. I mean, that's like the opposite. Of and her base, <laughs> like, her base model doesn't have any pants. It's weird. She's just, like, in her underwear. It's like, what? I mean, that's a personality, right? I'm pretty sure um, that's a defining no, a, character the trait. Apparently, like, the defining character trait for Boudicca is, like, she's everybody's older sister. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of amusing. But it's kind of like Moose, everyone's older brother. And they're right? just, they're actually just about to release the next stage of their campaign. Fate Go is more like campaign based than Dokkan Battle is. It's more of an RPG. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of wished Dokkan Battle was. So so they actually have a, a storyline where you're trying to deal with this. Of course, one of the main problems that I personally have had and I've, I've noticed a couple of other people have it too, is that getting ascension materials to like awaken your characters and get them to the next uh, level to get more uh, levels into them, which you already have to get the essence. Like they don't gain experience through combat. I think I mentioned that before. You have to get these cards to level them up. But getting these materials that you need to give them more levels every 10 levels or so is also a royal pain in the ass. So like my highest level writer, I can't, awaken because i need horseshoes so currently marie antoinette is sitting at like level 60 and i can't get her above that yeah marie antoinette is one of my highest level characters still female not male yeah are we sure this is rule 63 or just make as many characters as female i guess it's just it's it's make as many characters as female as you can because like uh frankenstein is a girl but it's actually frankenstein's monster yeah. Name I, I, Fran. Fran, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Franny. Just Fran. Fra Frankita. 
<laughs> Franco. Is the doctor just Peter Cushing? Is the it, doctor is doesn't Peter sh- Cushing? The doctor doesn't show up because he's actually in um the London arc, but he dies before you get there. Poor Frankenstein. Also, Doctor Jekyll is is there, and he's he's a guy. But I mean, the game is fun. It's a it's a mobile game, obviously. There are a couple of things that I wish they would do. Like, I wish the Ascension materials would be easier to get your hands on. And I really wish it had a Facebook link. Um, why would you ever wish this? Well, it's like Dokkan Battle. If I transfer my device in Dokkan Battle... Oh, okay. I thought you meant a link in-app to their Facebook page or something. I'm like, no, why? no. <laughs> why is this relevant? No, just like being able to say, this is my account, this is my Facebook, so if I have to move it. So in order to move it, you have to actually get like a transfer code mm. ahead of time and then write it down. And it's only good for like a week or something like that. Ew. Yeah, it sounds what distinctly phone- unpleasant. So, like, really, the optimal strategy is to just back it up every week in case your phone explodes or something? Probably. That's horrible. Yeah, I mean, I wish they'd just add in that that link, because it, I don't think it would cost you that much. Is it Bandai Namco? I don't think it's Bamco. Okay. I, I don't know. I just feel like some sort of Dropbox-based integration would be so easy these it days. It would be nice. Um, at the moment, I haven't spent any money, and I'm not planning on it, unless they release something that is, like, I'm like, oh my god, I really want that character. Like happened with Kefla, which I spent way too much of my stones on getting Kefla, because she's really not that good. But you got her. But I got her eventually. She's just Kefla with an 8-pack. Other than that, like I said, League of Legends, I played a little bit with Chris. Again, actually got a couple of characters, or a couple of games in where I was actually, you know, better than the people we were dealing with. Had one where a guy threw his fit and started feeding. I had, I had <laughs> on to... On purpose? Yeah, a guy was intentionally feeding against us because our mid laner beat him, and then he threw a, hitch, a hissy fit because his jungler wasn't babysitting him the entire time. And I had to, I had to tell Chris, "Okay, this is not representative of the entire league community. This He's is just a small my This is a small member. Well, I mean, you'll get the ragers usually, but they, in my experience, the ragers are actually a very small minority. Yeah, so I feel like community. League is actually a way less of a horrible place to exist. It's because it doesn't have voice chat, really. I mean. Well, I can criticize them for it all I want, but that is a good way to keep people nicer if they have to actually type. It's not, <laughs> it's not even that big of a... It, it has a reputation for being in this absolute cesspool, but really, the reason why it seems like that is because you don't remember the four or the three other people on your team that didn't that weren't being this monumental dick. I also you remember it, that guy that won't shut up. I also think it was much more that early on. I think they did a lot to weed those people out of their committee or just incentivize the behavior. I'm not oh, sure what those things were. I'm sure someone uh, has written a book about You can be banned. It. Well, I mean, you can, you can ban someone from anything. They, they, well, they implemented a system where it's you get three strikes and then you're done. Like, the first, first time you get punished is like a 10-game chat restriction. Second is 25. And then third, like the third strike is 14-day ban. Or that's the first step if you have, like, hate speech or threats or anything like that and then after that it's permaban escalating system gives you some time to cool off maybe reconsider your behavior and it's hard to it's actually really hard to do that like at one point i think they said it was like 0.6 percent of the population that actually been permabanned and honestly if people get permaban they don't want them playing anymore so i'm really looking forward to the next skins that come out for league for that because <laughs> like um the next legendary which is misfortune in a mecha suit which i'm all <laughs> over that and then uh, Pizza Delivery Siver. I'm really looking forward to that particular skin. And the new champion reminds me a lot of a Sister of Battle, which threw me off. Um, is, is that a 40k thing? It's a 40k thing. That sounds like a 40k thing. Uh, speaking of team-based cooperative things, I assume you saw that Overwatch is getting another character? No, I haven't been paying any attention to Overwatch. I like the game, I just never play it. Well, it's kind of the same thing with me. Like, I really liked the game when it fir- when I first played the beta, and then I just kind of drifted away from it yeah. without even really thinking about it once it actually released. I don't know. I think I just don't really like competitive shooters that much. They're fun, I, but... I think I've kind of drifted away from that, because I very much prefer playing with my friends, like cooperative games and whatnot. Actually, yeah, now that them. I think about it, I have not heard you say that you've been playing a random shooter for a very long In fact, you've been playing, like, Dark Souls and Cuphead, and I'm actually kind of wondering if this podcast has been been a bad influence I on I play you. Doom to relax. Okay. Well, but you don't fair. play it competitively. No. 
Is is there such you a thing? single player? Yeah, there's multiplayer. There's multiplayer for Doom. Okay, okay. Not like high competitively, but you can get in. You know, on the matchmaking. And okay. And a lot of that was I was I was very much more in um, console uh, shooters multiplayer like uh, okay. Call of Duty Four on the Xbox. I don't have a PlayStation Plus membership. That's fair. So yeah, that occurred. Or it just occurred to me that I have not played Splatoon. In a while, and I think you know how to pay for like switch internet access. I not that I know of, not yet. Not yet. Last I heard, that hadn't been rolling out yet. Okay. Well, in that case, have you actually been playing any kind of Splatoon or anything like that on your Switch, Jeremy? Nothing on my Switch. I've been playing Dragon Ball Fighters a ton, still an hour a day, except for when I was sick. So the last I checked on your status, you're at like eighty or something matches played. I'm like, well, I bet he's better than me now. <laughs> so Are you still playing the same I'm team? At over two hundred now. Um, I'm no, I switched Frieza for 16 because Frieza and Gohan don't play nicely together. Um, and I remember you saying that you like 16. Yes. 16 has some sweet ass combos that always catch me. So, and I'm starting to like have a breakthrough. I'm starting to win a lot more than I lose again. I'm up to Super Saiyan 2. I got to break the Supreme Kai barrier. <laughs> is it just go Super, uh, Super Saiyan 2, then Supreme Kai? Super, yeah, Super Saiyan 2, Supreme Kai, then I think is Demon. Then Majin, then Super Saiyan 3. <laughs> Just random demon, you know. Then Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue, Legend. <laughs> I think. Legend's top tier? Like, what are they going to there, do? There's a God of Destruction tier that no one's at right now on PC, because okay. just Legend is, like, the highest players. Yeah, so I forgot this game came out on other consoles. I, I kind of wonder, wonder... I think it came out on... Didn't it come out on everything but Switch? Yeah. Or did it come out on the Switch? It doesn't come out on the Switch. But it's PS4, Xbox, and TC. TC? PC. <laughs> yeah, no, TC. The uh, team. Team chat. consoles. Yeah, the team console. <laughs> Other than that, I've been playing spend $400 on board games. Okay, which which board game did you <laughs> oh, spend $400 thing? on? Oh, uh, well, there's a Kickstarter going on right now for Batman Gotham City Chronicles. A very poorly named, very awesome looking Batman board game. Okay, it's I, I kind of skimmed to the discussion on this. I thought you said you were not going to spend. No, this I said of money I shouldn't, uh, <laughs> knowing I was going to. Okay, gotcha. It's one hundred and forty dollars for the base game, or three hundred and twenty for all the expansions. Okay, is that and just because game. of all the individual figures involved? Because it seems to be, yeah. I, I was under the impression there are a lot of figurines. Yeah. So. so what it sounds like is you're one of these days we're gonna have to get together a little bit on the earlier side, or try to if we can. And uh, play a little bit of that before we record. Yeah. Or, you know, just get together in general. It doesn't come out until next April, which is... Ah, well, that's some time. That's the biggest reason I didn't want to pay $300 is for a board game I will not see this year. You probably uh, have forgotten about it by then. Yeah, I was say, that, but that's that, kind of nice, is I will have already paid $300 for this giant set of boxes of miniatures. I was going to say that, that delayed gratification, bro. I'm really excited for next month. What's for, next month? For Robot Wars? Well, there's that. <laughs> it is a very robot-heavy month, because Battletech comes out next month. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's also mildly exciting. I was going to say, uh, Ed finally got around to painting all of his Kingdom Death monster figurines with like this really cool, like subdued airbrush palette. Yeah, that's the other reason I was not super excited about this game, is the models are probably going to be unpainted, unless they reveal that as a stretch goal, which means I'm probably going to have to paint them and be forever upset with my job, even if it looks fine. <laughs> Or just give it to someone else. See, that's see the kicker. Just don't have standards. Yeah, just, just, just I can't do it. Have no taste. The other, Zach. The other th I have taste. I don't have standards. There's a difference. The other thing wow. I got was a copy of the Kingdom of Loathing board game. That that's a thing that exists? So that there's a story to that, and like I feel almost guilty buying it, even though there's no reason for me to. It came out in twenty twelve by this uh company Evertide Games. Uh and they did a Kickstarter for it, and they're like, yeah, and we're going to have you know it for sale in our store in the near future. Uh, then they did another Kickstarter for a game based on the Goblins webcomic, stole the money, and dis dissolved the company. Awesome. That that explains a lot of the wow. stuff that was happening with Goblins at yeah, the time, yeah, too. Yeah, it does. So. so I've been looking for a copy of this in good condition for a long time, because I was just planning on buying it when it was available for sale. Uh, I finally found one that was in mostly mint condition. Wow, that's it pretty is, impressive. The shrink wrap on the box was taken off, but all the shrink wrap on the individual items is still there. The box looks like it's been through about six moves. Uh, it looks pretty beat up, but everything inside is pristine. So, 
Well, that's kind of exciting. I, like, I didn't know they were even doing this at one well, point in yeah. time. It but... came out in, like, 2012, 2013. The copyrights on it is 2012. I think it didn't actually launch until 2013. But yes, huh. I have always wanted to copy so I could play it. I think it's deck building, but I actually can't remember. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man, $50. I'm probably never going to find a better price point or a copy in better condition. Yeah, me and uh, me, Jeremy and Kevin had an opportunity because our uh, Monday game ended up canceled due to various reasons to play the Attack on Titan game again. Finally, well, we played again? it. Be- we played it once before uh, with uh, four of us, but since Jason was the one that couldn't make it, we it was just the three of us. We actually won. We beat the Titans once. Yeah, which I've I've heard we is al- an uncommon. We also outcome. lost Sasha and uh, Mikasa. Yeah, and only had one wall left. But we didn't play a board game. We played Yeast for the Turbo Graphics, which I don't think I said at the top of the episode. No, uh, uh, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. I usually do. I feel I try. To. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. been a trend that you've been spa- that you've been saying it at the beginning of the episode. But there's also been long stretches in which you haven't. I see. And you be coy about it until like midway through okay. the episode. I always at least reference it. I think. <laughs> I felt like it was a fairly new trend, so... Well, I was going to just call this episode, This One's About Yeast. <laughs> <laughs> eh, I don't pay attention to what you guys are saying until someone says my name anyway. It's like how I operate in the Discord. So anyway, Zach, describe Yeast to us. It's terrible. Next. Okay, okay d- describe the plot. There's a plot? Describe the gameplay. Describe the gameplay. Describe the gameplay as you walk around. Describe the gunpla. That's it. You, you walk around. There's a plot to this game. So what Jeremy said, describe the gameplay. That's uh, the gameplay. You walk around. You get in combat, you just walk into things. That is true. That is the gameplay. So Yeast is a JRPG. Uh, it's from the early 90s, originally for some PCs, and later re-released for the Turbo Graphics. It was the Turbo Graphics, right? I'm not crazy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure okay. it was the Turbo Graphics. Well, you are crazy, but I think in this case you might be right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure what we played was the combined Yeast 1 2 collection uh, oh, for the Turbo Graphics. We all only played Yeast 1. Yeah, we, yeah, we all only played Yeast, Yeast 1. It's uh, only like a three-hour game, too. So, so it begins with a very nice remastered anime cutscene that really reminds me of Pirates of Darkwater. There's a reference only 90s kids will get. Huh. That's a reference I don't get. Yeah, I, I would not have drawn that comparison. I don't even Kudos. know what he's talking about. Uh, Pirates of Darkwater was a 13-episode so- uh, cartoon from the 80s with an ongoing storyline that Cartoon Network liked to run. But as it was only 13 episodes, the storyline was never completed. I... And so there were many jokes Cartoon Network ran about lost episodes and the end of the series. I uh... loved that show as a kid because it had a plot. Yes. <laughs> Megas XLR. Also a great yeah, Me- show. Megas XLR was 10 years later. Every show had a plot by the time Megas XLR Yes, but Megas XLR was fantastic. Anyway, um, there was a utopian land. Something bad happened to it. It was ease. So uh, your anime cutscene ends and you get saddled with the sadly way less impressive graphics, which is kind of unfair to the graphics because they're pretty nice. But next to that anime cutscene, they just look so old and dated. Um, then you get off a boat, and then you realize you're actually playing a and d game for one yeah, person. You are accosted by a fortune teller. Yeah, was a fortune like, teller just is like, I know the future. You're the protagonist. Come with me. <laughs> exactly. I can see the future. <laughs> you need to buy some gear. <laughs> good reference. Good reference. <laughs> um, and so you have to go grind to get money for the gear. Well, you start with enough money to buy two objects, uh, two of the pieces. But you need three of them. Yes. You need a sword, a shield, and an armor. <laughs> Um, in order, well, actually, what the the first thing I did was walk around the town and talk to literally everyone, um, uh, because I was hoping someone would just hand me some spare change. Which is actually a lot less painful and a lot more necessary in this game because the characters have pretty good dialogue. <laughs> I think I broke Zach with that. <laughs> no, I, I just had an image. Of, I am the stalwart of the hero of the land. Spare some change. <laughs> Oh, wow. Five whole dollars. Do you think I can afford a sword with this Wendy? Come on. If you go into the bar or any of the shops, you actually get real nice, like, portraits of characters, and they're all unique. Yeah, they're all, like, vaguely anime style, but a lot of them are really nice. There's, like, this one guy with an eye patch who's just, like, he's just, like, a woodcutter or something who lost his eye during an unfortunate accident, and he can't go home to his wife because he accidentally lost his wedding ring, and, he, like, he feels really bad about it and wants you to find it for him. See, my problem with that is that... They should have taken the graphics and the storage space they used for that and made the gameplay better. Well, we'll, we'll get there. Yes, but we'll get there. <laughs> so let's talk about the combat system, because you got to go out and grind for the money you need to buy all the gear. And the combat system is there are enemies out on the ground forever respawning, and you damage them by walking into them. It's the opposite of most video games, where walking into someone means you go, duh, 
It's, got, it's all the fun of walking into a real wall. <laughs> yeah, except the wall can hurt you if you approach it from the wrong angle. And, you know, the, the, it's actually kind of funny because it is, like Jeremy said, kind of counterintuitive because everything else, like in most games, walking into something will hurt you. Of course, you have the general test of, in most games, of whether or not fire hurts you. That's kind of what I did when I first found out how to work the combat systems. I'm like, well, I don't have any interaction, so I'm going to go walk into this and get into my f- fight. And then I just kept walking into it and being like, why isn't anything happening? I kind of appreciate it on one end, since the thing that's fun about most RPGs is the victory, the gaining experience, and the money, and, and advancing. This just really streams lo- or streamlines yeah, all This of cuts that. out all that combat nonsense. The problem is there's not really any choices in your leveling up, and since there's no combat system, there's not much engagement with the system. There aren't really any verbs. You're just walking around. The problem that I have with, with that is that, yes, the leveling up and getting new stuff is what makes combats in RPGs usually fun. The problem is, the only reason why they're fun is because you know what you did to get those skills and those levels. And they Not actually having them means that the level is now meaning... It, now it is just a digit. Well, generally, they give you more verbs. Like, if you think about Final Fantasy VII, one of the coolest things about it is getting new limit breaks. Right? And, like, they give you new cool things to do in combat. I think about Persona 5 when I think about JRPGs, because that's the only good one. Well, I mean, Persona 5 is clearly one of the best JRPGs ever made. Fight me, bro. Um, (laughs) You're not going to have anybody fighting you on this podcast. I don't think you're going to have anyone fighting you. I know. (laughs) I mean, if you say, hey, straight up, it's better than Final Fantasy 7, someone might fight you. I mean, it is. It won't be me. But anyway. But in this game, you don't really, like... Like Jeremy mentioned, you never really get new verbs for leveling up. You just get it more HP. It means you don't really make choices. So yeah. there's not a lot of thought in the game. It's just kind of going through the motions in the weirdest way. I, I, I remember at one point you mentioned that it, this kind of seemed like a reaction to Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest. Well, every JRPG is to some degree a reaction to Dragon Quest. But yeah. yes. Yeah, but this seems like a reaction in the like, oh... Here all like let's differentiate ourselves. Yeah, like we'll we'll put all the plot up front, and it also adds a bunch of almost click and point adventure game elements. Not to the same degree, but we talked about the guy who lost his wedding ring, and you can go to the pawn shop next door and see the wedding ring, and you can buy it for him, which is gets you some XP and some money. You can like find a clay pot out in the middle of the uh, world in this kind of different looking area if you go up to it and press the find button, and then you can sell it to the pawn shop guy because it's his. And th- there are some neat things like that. Like, people mention some, like, one-off things. Like, one of them mentions something being hidden, uh, like, at the top end of a uh, lake that you can go at- get to from the first town. Yeah, and, and that's the pot I was just talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. So, um, and there are things like that that are, like, kind of, like, there's a surprising amount of detail that went into crafting all the characters in this game. I was actually thinking about this just a second ago when you guys mentioned the whole reaction to Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest thing. And it seems like this one, the guy who developed this one looked at it, played Dragon Warrior, and said, the funnest thing about Dragon Warrior is exploring. And so he built the entire game around exploring and having none of that combat nonsense. Yeah. And, like, I can see that. Like, it seems like a good idea until, like, I don't know if Until you actually start having it move. Yeah, because, like, if you want a game about exploring that's fun, like, there's the original Legend of Zelda, which superficially is very similar to this game, except with, like, more plot on top of it, right? I, um, I would argue the original Legend of Zelda has a lot less plot than this. No, th- that's Save the meant. princess? No, I meant this game looks superficially like Zelda, gotcha. with okay. more plot on top. Okay. But Zelda has that one secret per screen magic going on? Yeah, and it's got, like, a, like there's a concrete screen, you have a l- limited exploring space, so, like, there's only so much you can do. It gives you something to focus on, I guess. And it gives you four horizons in that there's lit edges on each of the screens, or I guess four edges on each screen, and that goes to an entirely new place you haven't seen yet. And more importantly, it gives you more verbs. Yes. Like, that, that's really, like, that's why items in Zelda are great, because they give you a new verb. Even if they feel sometimes similar to other verbs, they give you more things to but, do, and this game misses out on that thing very is, important aspect. Adding more verbs works really well for a balancing component and making challenge for people. Because, I mean, there's that whole idea of uh, the people who play Zelda with the challenge of don't get the sword. Because they're intentionally depriving themselves of like a the major most, verb. Yeah, the most useful verb, do, basically. <laughs> and so you can build that kind of thing around having more verbs. The fewer verbs you have, the less engaging the experience. Not necessarily. Like, like Mario's only got 
two verbs and he's only he's only always got access to two verbs, right? Move and jump. And also, sometimes he gets fireball. Yeah. But you can you, yeah, you have a number have run of challenges not though. Run. That's true. I I played Mario for ten years before I figured out you could run in it. Which is super weird because I also played Mario three and knew you could run in that because of the little P meter there. I just didn't realize it was in the original game. How, how am I just now finding out me. about this? Sec- I, I swear I've said this on the podcast. Se- second of all, I feel like you can't beat the first Mario. Oh, I never now. beat the first Mario okay. in those ten years. Gotcha. I got the world eight a couple times. Now and I would say like really how you use your verbs also matters because like you can definitely have like decision yeah. paralysis. Like I've got all these things, but only two of them are useful. Right. The problem is there's no tactical decisions. There's no what should I walk into? Like if this was a tower defense, maybe you could even make it work because you have to prioritize who do I walk into first? And then you're having to make decisions. But, but there's just is, no decision just making like things, in the combat. Yeah, they're just things milling around the map. There's decision making in your equipment, but equipment is just straight better or worse. Uh, one of the cool things about equipment in this game is it actually affects your character. When you equip a sword, he like gets a sword in his hand. Or when you equip a shield, you see the shield. And, and all the I didn't angle. figure out the I didn't figure out the equipment menu. I, I it th- well it threw me <laughs> it's off. It's not very intuitive. It threw it, me off because I I saw him listed and was expecting there to be like. They, because they were listed, that was what I had equipped. So, to describe the menus for people who haven't seen it, you've got the you've got three pieces of equipment, like we said, weapon, shield, and armor, and then you have pictures of all the options. Because there are a few enough options in this game, they can just show you pictures of everything. But you've actually got to go like hit over and hit A on them. But like if you've played modern games, it just looks like they have the picture of the item you've equipped right there, which is not actually what's going on. And like the only reason I figured it out is because I had played a game a long time ago that was almost identical in terms of the equipment menu. I was expecting a kind of paper doll or a better indicator because, like, for example, pay uh, pay a uh, payday. Persona Five doesn't have a paper doll system, but they have it listed like what you have equipped. Yeah, yeah. This inventory system wouldn't be used today, but the only problem is it looks like other ones and doesn't work like them. As I don't even think it's actually unintuitive. It's just that if you've played JRPGs before, this isn't what you expect. Yeah, it is counter to expectations more than it's unintuitive. It's like there's an alternate universe somewhere where everything is the same, but B jumps in Mario and A shoots fireballs. <laughs> and everyone there thinks all our games would be crazy. But we know that we did them right. They think the uh, the angry video game nerd is insane yes. for his rants against no, B button jumping. That is the most correct thing he ever says. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, there is actually, I, I think there's like an accessory slot you can get, and those actually have different effects there's like a magic ring that gives you either plus armor or plus attack and if you have to choose between them it doesn't matter but you can uh, uh tyler you got furthest in this game you're the only one who got to any of the dungeon why don't you explain how those work uh so after you get out of the first town wander across the field get through some random encounters go through the second town uh you find an elder who's like hey i i, I needed to keep this on the down low but uh my my town bell got kidnapped and uh, no one's noticed it's missing somehow, but they'll be really pissed if they found out that I let it get kidnapped. Um, and you're like, okay, I guess I'll go rescue that. So you wander into the sanctuary where you find all the plot items, even though you weren't expecting to find any of them there, except this bell this guy was looking for. Um, but the first thing that happens is you walk in, and you walk up, and it's just really rad music starts playing. It's great. And this boss appears, and he's like, um, I forget what his name is. He's like a recurring Zelda boss. He's the magician guy. Oh, I know who you mean. Uh, like, Ag- Agas. Anyway. Um, and then you start walking into him. Yeah, he, like, doesn't shoot project. Like, the hazard is there are some flame traps that fire intermittently, and you have to time it such that you hit him when he appears um, and not get hit by a flame trap. And he just kind of, like, teleports around the room. It's really lame, especially in juxtaposition to this just... I cannot stress how sweet I think this music is. To be fair, most JRPG bosses are lame because there's not a lot of things you can do in their combat systems. Like Final Fantasy X tried really, really hard to give you interactive decisions in the boss fights with things like that crane in that one, but they just give up halfway through because there's not that much they can think of. That's like the second boss... The yeah. crane is like the yeah. second boss. Persona 5 has a similar thing where they're really trying to like make the boss fights more engaging and give you a bunch of tactical options, but it only lasts for so long. Yeah, it makes them not just a big monster. Yeah. Um, and in this game, you have such a limited thing to start with that you really can't do anything with it. Really, the only one I thought in Persona 5 that they kind of dropped the ball on was the fourth guy. Well, like the bank guy, you've got two different targets, but the that's kind guy. of... 
I was thinking. Well, it, I was thinking of the burger guy. That you're funny. You didn't really. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Those were their names, right? The, the bank. Ba- yeah. The bank dude at least had some other things regarding his. It, the bank thing wasn't bad. It just seems so much less, so much less ambitious than the two before him. It kind of depends on how they decided to go about it. Is because I think they like, built the first one, or they built the last boss fight first. And then I think they went from the front yeah. back. And the, the roulette one is pretty interesting, but once you know what the gimmick is on it, you it's kind of a... It's only a gotcha thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, you beat this guy, and then you're allowed into the dungeon. And I cannot stress that these people are like, you know what? We need to pad out the time of this game. Let's make this as confusing as goddamn possible. Uh, so, you have like this incredibly labyrinthine path. But just, like, random monsters littered throughout. I don't think there was really, like, any thought put into where they were. They just, like, put put random monster here. There are some teleporters. There's really no indication where the teleporters go. There's a lot of backtracking through this Labyrinth 3 nonsense. Um, there's, like, oh, God. Yeah, so you, you get almost all the way through, get a key. You have to go back, find a random chest you passed earlier to get a different key so that you can go unlock the prison cell to rescue this girl who, like, the voice acting in this game was really good. Until you meet this girl, man, she really, like, whoever they hired to do this really dropped the ball. Hey, listen! <laughs> no, even that would have been, much. it was really just, like, flat line delivery, the, like, inflection was weird, it was like she didn't under, like, she was cold reading it and confused by what it was she was reading, is what it sounds like. Um, she's like, thanks for rescuing me from this prison cell? <laughs> um... Are you confused as to where you are right now? Yeah, it's it's like... You're a little small to be a stormtrooper? Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the horrible early days of dubbed anime that uh, ran late night on various TV channels. Like that, was probably, that was probably about the same time in which I was uh, hating on all anime. Secretly, just then, a secret meeting was happening secretly. <laughs> exactly. No machine gun for him. Shoot him down. That There's... A little bit of that. It was just like really early voice acting that I just think they did not hire a good voice actor. Um, anyway, so she gives you yet another key, um, but it's not actually a key. It's a funny shaped key for a funny shaped lock because it turns out some of the statues you found earlier, some are teleporters, some are not. And you have to go back and examine each one until you find the one that was a secret teleporter. Oh, tele- yeah, God. So, and then eventually you get like the actual plot MacGuffin. And you're like, what is this doing here? And you take it back to Vilder Elledge guy, and he's like, what was that doing there? And you're like, I don't know. You tell me. This is your game. Um, and that's about where I that's about where I tapped out. Um, <laughs> Vilder Elledge guy. I wanted you to wait until he heard it on the podcast. <laughs> no, that's actually his name is Vilder. Um, he's he's the chief of. Elledge. He's the town's dad. Yeah, he's the town's dad. <laughs> he's the chief of that, That's Builder. a Xeno Warrior business joke, to credit my de- jokes. They call mayors town's dads. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's pretty good. Wait, warrior business? It's a Xeno Warrior princess. Is it? It's a spinoff of Sailor Business. Okay, okay that's what say. I was thinking too, they, Tyler. They keep threatening to do business cards, a card captor Sakura yes! podcast. Yeah, just for the title. Yeah. They, um... <laughs> They actually have a new uh, card capture yeah, soccer on Crunchyroll right I now. I saw that, and I really liked that show when I was a kid. I have so. debated it, but I'm so currently watching well. three series that I don't want to add more to. That was a show that made me decide that Magical Girl anime can be really kick-ass. Not Sailor Moon, card capture soccer. To be fair, the original Sailor Moon anime doesn't have a lot of kicking ass. That is true. As some, it does have Sailor Uranus in it, so it can't have no kicking ass. But you didn't do anything. <laughs> people changed that that particular meme for league of legends so like all the one i'm familiar with that is it's a yasuo is like my work here is done and he's oh 13 oh and then it's the star guardian lux is like but you didn't do anything <laughs> a player star has guardian left the game lux. <laughs> uh, so anyway that 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 was east um well what are our final thoughts i did a lot of devil's advocate in defending it because i kind of see what the ambition behind this game was and i can see why it got made as a design doc but i don't think the game holds up the gameplay is just too boring because like zach says all you do is walk into people yeah i feel like on paper this game is great and like if you're willing to put up with the combat system which i don't think any of us were like i think there's something here there's like kind of a cool story or actually it's kind of a generic story if i wanted to play a game where i had to put up with the combat system 
I'd play Uncharted Waters. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair, because it has a whole lot more going on. Um, <laughs> so speaking of Uncharted Waters New Horizons, we have a list at our website, www.lasttimeonvideogames.com, listing all the games we've played from best to worst. But Tyler stole the list, and I can't see it. Oh. Uh, but, <laughs> but I do know at the top is Chrono Trigger, a much better JRPG. That is true. I bet you know what's at the bottom, too. Uh, it's Echo 2, The Tides of Time. Uh, and the middle, I think, is Mega Man 2. The, the middle list the Game of Boy the games, games? You not were, the NES game. You were so close. Uh, uh, do, do you want to take? A, do, no, do, no. Do you want to take a stroke maybe and try that again? No, is no, it just no. Mega Man? Yes. The nor- Mega Man Two, the normal one? No, that, that one was much better than Mega Man. If 2 I can't get it in one. one, I don't deserve to get it. Okay, it was golf. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, middle of the road. I, yeah, I thought you. I, I thought you got on, and then that's why I said if I can't get it in one. That oh man. Um, I sounded like I made a pun, but I was just being dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but I say we start by comparing this to Dragon Warrior, since we've already made that comparison in the episode. And even though I think it fixes some of Dragon Warrior's problems and it looks a lot prettier, I don't think it's as good a game, and it certainly isn't as influential. Dragon Warrior is a hell of a grind, but it's got more stuff going on. It's got more levers for me to play with. Well, and that Akira Toriyama art. Yeah, it does have some absurdly cute slimes. Like, I even knew what those slimes looked like before I played Fortune Street. I think pretty much everybody does. Yeah. It's so funny to me that that's the result of someone explaining a gelatinous cube to Akira Toriyama. <laughs> and that's what he comes up with. I did not I didn't know this. that. So, that's pretty good. I, I like this as an origin story for that It slime. tracks. Um, let's see here. The next thing we have on the list, I think that sounds kind of comparable... Um, it's another bad JRPG. It's Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, otherwise known as Baby's First JRPG. I actually think Final Fantasy Mystic Quest might be a little better. It's got if, more levers to play with. Yeah, it's got the, like, axe is super effective against trees, which is not the best, but at least, like, that's a thing that I can respect. Even though the combat is really boring, I feel like it's got more interaction. Walking into things isn't interesting. If I just wanted to spend an afternoon walking into people, I'd go to the mall. <laughs> um, the other thing I would say is that the variety of weapons is actually kind of neat. I kind of like that. You can use them as funny-shaped keys as well. Um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like it works a lot better. I think we're kind of in unanimous agreement in, there. Okay, so you're talking about in, in Mystic Quest. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we had been talking about Mystic Quest. I continued talking about Mystic Quest. Is what I thought was happening there. I don't know if that tracks. I got confused. Uh, well, then, you know, that happens pretty easily. So, I know. Um, I'm confused. What are we talking about? You know, I kind of want to compare it to Gain Ground, but I don't know that there's actually a whole lot of similarity there. Um, um, okay, how about this? This is another much lampooned on this show JRPG. Fantasy Star. Is it, um, also got kind of that anime aesthetic. Um, honestly... I think Fantasy Star was trying to do a bit more. Yeah, I always talk was... about that talk system, that just implied verb that I never got to use, but it like implies an extra layer. As well as being able to travel to a different realm. Like Basically, you can space travel in Fantasy Star. Like Fantasy Star had some decent ideas. I don't think they worked real well, but I certainly was more engaged with Fantasy Star than I was with this game. And really, in retrospect, I think Fantasy Star's biggest problem is that it had such poor signposting. That you like, it was really guide dated, and the first step in the guide is go grind. To be fair to Yeast, so, it's extremely signposted. Yeah, um, and I, although it does have the same thing of uh, the first signpost basically says go grind. Well, yeah, I guess it does for money. And so, I mean, to be fair, Dragon Quest has that same problem: is go grind for money. Well, that's because uh, Dragon Quest, the entire the the guide for Dragon Quest is just one word. It just says grind. It's just <laughs> Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. You are now playing as Captain Kirk. <laughs> Uh, so let's let's jump way way the down down. How much farther down do we have to go? Um, you know, like thirty almost. I didn't 40? think Fantasy Star was that We've, high. It wasn't. Well, <laughs> you, you know what is below Fantasy Star? Fantasy Star Two. I did know that. As you know, Fantasy Star Two was a worse game than Fantasy Star. Uh, I can't remember if we said it was better or worse last time, but I'm honestly leaning towards worse again. Fantasy Star Two had a lot of the same or a lot of <laughs> new problems. But it's got a lot of the same problems. But honestly, again, I think Fantasy Star 2 had enough different levers. And it had it was trying some ideas that I don't necessarily think worked, but I think they were better in terms of gameplay than walking into people. Um, That is true. On the other hand, it was like, I don't know. I thought it was mechanically a train wreck. So um, was this game. 
Yeah, this is not mechanically a train wreck. This is like a train that never even left the station. And I'm not sure which is worse. I'd rather have the wreck. Because, <laughs> you know, a train wreck is a lot of fun to watch. That is true. You can't look away from it. And uh, to, to its credit, Fantasy Star 2 is a gorgeous game. But on the other hand, so is this. I, I mean, it's really easy to see that a wreck is a lot more fun to watch than something I never stopped. I mean, how else do you explain NASCAR? And, you know, so, actually, the, the thing that's really swinging it for me is I'm, like, trying to compare them on all their similar points. I'm, like, they're both pretty gorgeous. Um, they both have, like, just just god-awful combat. You have an actual character in Fantasy yeah, Star 2? that's what I was thinking, is Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Star 2 has multiple generic anime characters, which is better than this. The problem is, though, the plot of Fantasy Star 2, like, East has a really generic plot. Fantasy Star 2 has a contradictory plot. Characters act against their own best interests, and then say, oh yeah, I was doing that to accomplish this. Sounds and like Gundam Sea Destiny. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and upon re- reflection, the things they were doing were actively not helping, and they just needed to be obstacles for the game to have obstacles. Um, so for, for that reason, I think it goes below Fantasy Star 2, but it's, oh no, it's hard. I, I, Zach, you think Fantasy Star 2 is slightly better, right? Yeah. Okay, and yeah, I think I, I'm leaning that way, too. It sounds it's like it were unanimous. Wrong. Okay, so as an aside, this is not what we decided last time. Yeah, that's so. what I thought, but... The, the timelines have diverged. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what do we to have... To be fair, I think it goes directly below Fantasy Star 2, but let's... Well, I what, what do you just, want to compare? I thought we just said that it goes above. I thought you said... No, no, I think it goes below Fantasy yeah, we both Star 2. Yeah, we both just said below. Oh, okay, And so mind. did you, actually. Yeah, yeah so did are I. You, are I you dumb? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am, actually. Did, did so, we, but last time we also decided it went below? Yeah, yeah. This is exactly what happened last time. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no. Power Rangers Time Force has fixed the time stream. <laughs> um, okay, so directly below Fantasy Star 2 is Another World. Oh yeah, that uh, I I remember comparing it to it last time. I think Another World's a little better because I really like that ambitious sort of storytelling than like the buddy mechanic. Like Another World's kind of not a great feel. game, but it's a great attempt at doing art with a video game. And it's one I of the hate the bulls. So that's fair. Um, the, the Although question I think is, Another World was a was a better looking game. Really? I thought you hated the art style of that game. I, I did. I really hate the art style of Yeast. Really? Really? Huh? Really, with all the like cool anime portraits and of stuff. Of course, it remind the base gameplay of Yeast reminds me of Tibia, so I keep expecting to get PK'd from somebody out of nowhere. Uh, that's fair. That's so you, fair. you have uh, PTSD for Tibia. A little you, bit. You're afraid a fireball spell's gonna come. It wasn't even spells. fireball spells. I, I death ray. Death ray is literally a spell in that game. <laughs> I just kept dying. Uh, so you, you have post Tibia stress disorder. Uh, yes. Uh, so that's gonna. You, you made the opposite argument last time on the grounds that another world had terrible art. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of I'm, I'm pleasantly amused. <laughs> <laughs> they both have terrible art, to be uh, fair. Okay, so um, I mean, I also think it's worse than Another World. So that's also unanimous. Uh, what's right below? Alex Kid, The Lost Stars. We're, See, we're running out of things to compare it to. So. But I do think it's better than The Lost Stars because um, I really don't like The Lost Stars is the one that we always uh, remind is, is ourselves. Is that Bow Wow? Yeah, yes. that, that's the mnemonic we use to remind ourselves of that game, is Bow Wow. At least it stands <laughs> out, but... I I think I prefer Alex Kidd and The Lost Stars just because Alex Kidd and The Lost Stars seemed like it was trying to do something. It was, I don't think it was something that really worked, but at least the enemies were at least kind of colorful and memorable. Like, we always remember Bow Wow is how we use to remember the game itself. That's true. On the other hand, it is... Very colorful, and there's not really consistent yeah, it's aesthetic. it's garish. Yeah, I was going to say, it's colorful to the point of garish. Is I, I, I don't I like it's an assault on my eyes. I don't <laughs> feel that way with yeast. And I feel like yeast is trying a bit more, even though, again, I feel like what it tries, very similar to another world, doesn't actually work out. Yeah, it's we, we often talk about this Wild West of video game sequels where we don't know what, what things are trying to do. And this kind of almost feels like a video game sequel where they're just like, hey, look at this other game. Not technically a sequel. Let's do something entirely different. Um, I actually kind of feel like this is the Zelda 2. Of Dragon Quest? Of Dragon Quest, huh. yes. <laughs> um, I think I would actually have to give it a use. Um, I think there's just... There's slightly more interest grabbing there. Because Alex Kidd was just like an, an, un, an unsightly, painful 
experience the entire time. And this with was bad just, voice clips. With bad voice clips. You got the ball. Um, it's no Psycho Soldier. <laughs> and, I and, preferred Alex Kidd, like I said. So um, it's it's a very slight preference. Like Yeast was mostly just boring. Alex Kidd was actively slightly painful for me. So um, I think I'll have to give it a Yeast. And there's nothing above it that we haven't already talked about. So. What is this game? I even already forgot the name of this game. It's so forgettable. Um, East goes at number 221, um, just below Another World, and above Alex Kidd, The Lost Stars. Bow wow. Um, which is actually exactly where we put it last time. So, <laughs> uh, See, c- we, we don't create the list. We just chisel it from the stone. We are mere arbiters of the list. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of amusing, although the list is wrong at the top. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, yeah, you're right. Doom is really way higher than it ought to be. <laughs> Doom is way lower than it should be. I'm I'm looking at this list, and I really think the one the outlier here maybe is Halo. It, Halo is a goddamn pretty good game. I think it is overrated on this list. I hey, I made that so. argument when we played Halo. I know. Doom is the best game we've played. <laughs> and yet, if you listen to our Halo episode, one of us will be saying Halo goes below Doom, and one of us won't be. <laughs> I know. I have since uh, redacted my own opinion. <laughs> I have since re- I have since uh, thought about it a bit more. So speaking of redacting, Tyler, what are we going to play next week? Um, so despite the fact that I also chose East, um, there's a game that I've wanted to get around to playing for a while simply based on the name. And then I looked up some more information about the game and I thought it looked wacky in not not quite a wacky way, but in a super Japanese flying robot way. Um, so we're going to play a game about a mech suit in space. I'm trying to think of other games about mech suits in space we played. Cybernator. Cybernator. <laughs> there, um, uh, I feel like it has more to do with that one anime shoot 'em up we played. That's name I can't remember. Oh, uh, Glaylancer. Yeah, Glaylancer. That's yeah, it. Always Glaylancer. Actually, very similar to both of them. Um, I'm nominating Musha, which is an acronym, just like Gundam is an acronym in a lot of Gundam series. I think Jess Seed. Sounds like somebody's the best dog. acronym. M- Musha, come here, Musha. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like a cow. Uh, so next time on last time, giant robots make everything better. This has been Last Time on Video Games, a last podcast production, copyright 2018. For the conceptually impaired, all games and other media mentioned herein are copyright their respective owners. If you'd like to listen to past episodes or read some of our written material, visit our website at www.lasttimeonvideogames.com. You can also send us an email at ltobg at lasttimeonvideogames.com. We're also on iTunes, so feel free to hit us up and leave us a review. You walked 500 miles and fought 500 monsters. Game over. I thought Ed was the. I thought Ed was more of a Marvel guy. He's he's a general purpose nerd. He is more of a Marvel guy. Um. To, to the extent that I once got him a, like, collection of children's bath soaps that were all basically, like, Marvel bobbleheads. Coincidentally, I stayed at his house recently while building his kitchen, and uh, they, gave, they gave us some soap to use in their shower. And it was the Spider-Man I had gotten him, and in order to use the Spider-Man, you had to pull the head off... And then flip open the cap, and then inside Spider-Man is cherry flavored, so it's squeezing just like red goo out of this decapitated Spider-Man bottle. And I felt really bad about it the entire time. <laughs> <laughs>